Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to a new episode of All Queued Up. If you're new to the podcast, what we do here is we watch shows in their entirety on an internet streaming platform. We give our thoughts of impressions and uh, give a grade at the end. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher and Betty Badger. How are you guys doing today? Either I'm way, I'm go. <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Josh? I'm really good. I've had a pretty tremendous week, but we're not going to get into that on air we're gonna save that for another we'll get something there. yeah we'll get there yeah but but yeah but this today. week's been pretty not today <laughs> this week's been pretty amazing uh how are you doing greg i'm good i'm good i i uh i had kind of a shit situation with doordash i i can't express this enough if you're ordering food everybody listening to this podcast if you're ordering food like if it is a doordash or if it is a local place that delivers tip your fucking driver for Amen. fuck's sake. Um, I had a woman, I kind of sent the uh, this to you guys, um, but I had this woman uh, get really pissed off that I had a batch order and hers was second. She ended up like canceling the whole order and then acting like it was a, a, a major inconvenience that I was 10 minutes away with her order. Yeah. So, yeah. And your order you had, and you know, it hadn't, uh, it, took, it was it still took, warm. It was st- it was still hot. Yeah, like it took me five minutes to get to the first house, and then she was like texting me the whole time, off and on about like how long is it going to take? How long am I going to be? Which I can't see. I I can't, literally can't see. I was trying to put in like into my into my uh, Google Maps like the first person's address and then the second person's address to see how far it would be, but I, it's it's really difficult to do that on the app. So, yeah. um. By the time I got to the destination, because, again, my dad drives and I deliver. Uh, by the time I got to the destination, um, she was just like, well, I'm canceling it. And I'm, like, walking back to the car to bring her for her food. And I look at the GPS, and I'm like, okay, it says 10 minutes. Are you sure? And she was like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. So we just drove towards her house, and I contacted customer service and was like, they want to cancel. Uh, do you want to try to figure this out? And they were like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And gave gave us half of the... Uh, the pay, which was six bucks, and then I got to keep all of her food, which was uh, bento boxes and sushi. Um, so I got a good dinner out of it and a few bucks, which is fine. But the shit's annoying. Like I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, like I'm trying to keep my my scores up. I'm trying, I'm trying to keep this job so that way we can pay our fucking bills. And I didn't need any extra shit, so that was annoying. But yeah, I've never canceled an order once it was already in route. That's that's rude. That's just, yeah. but here, you know, again, it's distance is a different thing here. And we know if we order something to be delivered to our house, it's going to take 45 minutes to an hour at least, you know, I mean, so we're just much more patient about our food arrival. <laughs> it, it, like, well, that's, it's funny. It rarely happens. What happened with me rarely happens. This isn't like a common occurrence, but I do get people like, 
mildly irritated that it took 15 minutes to get to their house. See, that's insane. It's like Pizza Plus is only 15 minutes down the road from me. If I wanted to go and pick it up, I could get it in 30 minutes. You know, usually if I place an order for delivery, it takes 45 minutes to an hour and a half to get here. And I'm okay with that because, you know, you got other, I know how it works. You've got other people you also have to deliver to. They don't want to send you out on one delivery at a time. You've got batch orders. That's just how it works in the pizza business, especially. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's the only thing you can get delivered around here because nobody else delivers. And there's no third party delivery services no. like DoorDash or Postmates or Uber Eats or Grubhub or Grubhub or whatever other. I actually, me and a friend of mine were looking into opening up a third party delivery service back in 2004. We had been kicking the idea around. And because we had been in the pizza delivery business for years, and it's like, man, wouldn't it be great if you could just get other things delivered, you know? And we started talking about it, but never got anywhere. Man. Just. Well, you know, think about the gas, though. I mean, because, again, everything here is so, nothing's close. Nothing is close, really. I mean, it, it takes no. a hot minute on some back roads to get wherever you're trying to go. I mean. Yep. That would be the gas, the insurance, trying to drive on 81. Oh, <laughs> nah, man. Nah, I'd rather not. Well, when I worked for Papa John's in Abingdon, our delivery range I always felt was way too big um, because I've worked at other delivery places. And, you know, we had a more concise delivery area. And, like, for instance, at Papa John's, a good day I would take maybe 12 to 15 deliveries and that's you know really spread out and all over the place and yeah the uh, the other place that I worked at for years and years you know more concise I could take 25 to 40 deliveries on a day uh, it's uh, sometimes more I mean there were times that I took over 60 deliveries because it was a much smaller delivery area. Um, yeah. But, you know. It's yeah, rude to do drivers. it after it's already on the way. And always tip your drivers. And try and tip them a little bit more. Because, you know, it's like, I don't care what I get. I always tip at least $5 to the driver. Even if it's a $10 order. Because, you know, you have to get in your car. You have to drive. You're putting your life at risk to bring me fucking food. Be nice. Give them a little something extra because some places they don't get to just also keep the tip. Sometimes the company's going to take some money away from them at the end of the night. Yeah. These are things to remember, you know, so tip them nicely. And the extra part to that, that, that really frustrates me about people is that the uh, right now we're going through the California wildfires and my sky is still gray. Um, it was it's it's on occasion extremely hard to breathe outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to wear the mask all day. My dad has to wear the mask all day. Usually, we take it off in the car because fuck it, why not? You know, um, it's it was impossible. It's impossible right now. Sometimes, well, sometimes. Sorry, rephrase that. It's impossible sometimes to to take the mask off and just be like, I'm going to breathe normal air because it's not. Yeah. On top of dealing with COVID stuff, on top of just you know bringing you your fucking food and 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 driving around idiots, like. <sighs> For you to be like, well, 
I my food was like not exactly satisfactory, so this person deserves one star. Pisses me the absolute fuck. Yeah, you, you've got nothing to do with the food, man. It's like I've never gotten pissed off at my delivery driver because you know they fucked up my pizza. Usually the delivery driver has very little to do with that. And so, yeah. you know, they're just, they're bringing you what they're told to bring you. That's it. It's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, if you can't tip a lot and you can only tip like two bucks or something like that, that's fine. But also remember to, to rate, if you're, if you're doing a service like this, like DoorDash or Postmates, remember to go into the app and, and rate the driver, give them five stars. If everything they did was fine. If they kind of like, maybe got lost at your apartment, like take into consideration. They don't live there. Um, like I, I, I've been doing this for 18 months and um, there's a lot of little things that I've noticed about how people kind of react when let's say I go into an apartment complex and I can't find their fucking apartment. Like, why, why are you getting pissed off at me? Why are you rating me low? Because I couldn't find your fucking apartment with no instructions the fuck is wrong with you yeah i don't uh, yeah no it's like we have a new <laughs> complex in our town and it's a food city which is a grocery chain that's local to this area and it's been there for at least six months and i have yet to go there i don't want to drive up in there because i know it's going to be confusing as hell when i do and that scares me when i'm driving because i've been in too many wrecks as a passenger i'm always defense you know I'm, I'm i'm on the defensive and so if i can avoid a situation i will and so far i've been able to avoid it and now it's become like a thing seeing if we can get me into there if i have to be forced into it or how long i can withhold and so far <laughs> i've been able to withhold i thought i was gonna have to do it a couple of weeks ago but i didn't so um you know it's funny you mentioned that i i've never been in a car wreck you are lucky better knock on some wood Mm. I mean, I've, I've said it. I've been in at least five, maybe six. I've three been in five. My, three, three were my own fault because I was experiencing periods of blacking out, falling asleep, and not realizing it. And I wrecked and totaled three different vehicles in 18 months. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of my accidents were my fault. I was never the driver. <laughs> but it's apparently me being a passenger. I feel like it's bad luck. So I'm like, if we go to the beach, it's an eight-hour drive. But I'm I'm in the driver's seat. It's very hard for me to give up control of that. Because it does. It makes me nervous as a passenger at this point. Because after five wrecks as a passenger, you're just like, yeah, this, this can't be. Yeah, this is the thing. This is happening. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drive the car. I mean, so far it's worked. When I'm driving, bad shit doesn't happen. I, I yeah, I. That's the, it's funny because I uh, the most I've done was what I did recently with the um, driving over the curb and not realizing it. Oh, I've done that so many times. So the, yeah, the the only issue was it was a low it was a low riding car because it's you know had like a hundred and fucking. 160,000 miles, I think is what it was. Something like that. Yeah, so, you can't drive a low car around here. That's just asking for trouble on these back hauler roads. No joke. Like, there's there's a very rural town that's just right outside of where we live called Wilton. And um, whenever we have to deliver out there, and the person's like, yeah, just, just you know, come onto my, my, my gravel road. My, our car's just like, this is hard. 
this is tough as shit. What the fuck is happening? It will eat away the undercarriage so quick. I mean, it's like around here too. I, I don't know how much you guys have to deal with snow and icy roads. But uh, almost not at all. We do. And so they layer salt on these roads when they come through. And that they, shit will destroy it the will. side of a vehicle. It will also kill your trees. If your trees are too close to the road and they salt it too much, you can, your trees can get salt poisoning, as we have learned. Did We've had to cut down two of them. I had They're no predicting a rough winter for us this year, too. Mm-hmm. For the first time in probably four years. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. 2020 has been a dumpster fire, man. Uh, continues to be. Speaking of dumpster fires, um, this is, uh, you guys, our audience knows where we three stand politically. Um, and which means fuck Trump. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, there was something that happened recently that I immediately thought this is absolutely the, the exact opposite of what I want. And that was, uh, I guess, like Joe Rogan's like co-host or whatever the fuck he has on his podcast was like, um, Joe and I want to have a, a like a like a three hour to four hour debate with uh, Biden and Trump and, and we'll be the moderators. And um no my audience and i was just like that sounds like the absolute worst thing on the planet it does yeah because i like rogan's commentary on ufc i like his stand-up but i'm sorry his political uh i don't know i don't know i don't see him being savvy enough to be a debate moderator <clears throat> Especially when it comes to being a fact checker on right. a lot of the things that they have to right. discuss. And, it, well, of course, it wouldn't matter anyway, because, you know, apparently uh, you can give him numbers. And his, I don't think the science is there. I don't think science knows. I'm <laughs> he sorry. Literally, he literally told officials in California when he visited here in Sacramento, which I live really close to. Um they were talking about climate change, and that's one of the reasons that we have these forest fires. That's one of the reasons the world has forest fires all the time. Australia, South America, the African forest fires right now. Um, the reason that they happen is because of climate change. Uh, not entirely, obviously. Like There's other issues, underlying issues as well, but climate change no, is the majority one. It's definitely exacerbating the situation. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, it wasn't that long ago that Gatlinburg pretty much burned down. Yeah, three and, years ago. Yeah, and we went back the year after it happened, I think. I think it was two years after it happened. They were rebuilding. They were getting ready to be done with the, the Ripley's Museum. I mean, it was insane. That place just, it just went up in flames. I mean, it's, 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 it's just, we usually have more rain to tampen these things, and that had been a very dry year. And I mean, it just lit that whole town on fire, and there was nothing that they could do because Gatlinburg is very closed in in the mountains. And I mean, you light one match, and it just whoosh, it, everything went up. It was insane. I know that we had a we had a place here in uh, last year that um, hundreds hundreds of houses went were gone. Um, I called one of those the campfire. Yeah, that was super mm -hmm. fucking close to where I live. Like when I when I when I'm talking about like the the fires that are happening now versus that one, like I'm talking about miles 
of 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 difference in 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 uh, closeness. Um, this one's just larger. This one this year is just much much fucking bigger. Uh, and well, the I mean, the West Coast is on fire, dude. The whole yeah. West Coast just looks like it has been lit up. I'm just like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I, we're I, used I, to you guys I, having fires, but this degree is insane. Yeah. Well, then the, the thing that, like, that when the officials were talking to Trump about what we should do and all this kind of stuff, they mentioned how we need to take action on climate change because it's it's part of one of the reasons that the fires are so massive and, and out of control. And his honest response was, it'll get cooler. You just wait and see. Yeah, I saw that. I was like... Yeah, that's this, is this coming from the, the same asshole too. saying that oh, it's going to go away. The heat when it gets hot in April, it's going to go. It's going to go away. Two hundred thousand deaths later, asshole. Well, that's you know again. I I looked at Jeff <sighs> when he said that, and I was like, it's summer in Australia, and they're still getting it. So explain to me how that's going to work out here, but it's not working where it's already summer. You know? he, he he probably doesn't even understand that Australia that it's already tomorrow there. Oh uh, yeah, he, this guy has the understanding of. Well, I've seen smarter boxes full of cat shit. So. <laughs> You're not wrong. I like that terminology. I mean, it's it, it's so fucking frustrating. It's like if if you and and I'm gonna be honest with this, and I'm not trying to sit there and say that. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to be what what I, I'm just gonna say it. Legitimately, if you vote for Trump or you support Trump, you do not give a fuck about other people. Plain and simple, you just oh, don't. Uh, he has, you know, the the things he has done against the LGBTQ community, the stuff he has done against uh, um, people with underlying health issues. Uh, uh, the the I mean, you the the list goes on the and on. The, the immigrants. immigrants yeah, That's, absolutely. That uh, one keeps bugging me because nobody really is talking about that. And we've got thousands of people basically locked up in concentration camps in America. That's sickening. Did you see the whistleblower report out of the yes, one? I from, did. Oh, that's horrible. I mean, mangle anyone? Yeah. I, I, it, it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. Like the other day, my mom was telling me how like she's she's afraid to leave the house. Not just go out to, in public to, to the grocery store or wherever. Like, leave the fucking front door. And uh, a lot of that has to do with the fact of the virus. And I sit there and think that she got a lot of info very early on. That because of her underlying health issues, because of her smoking, it, it could kill her. And um, I think she immediately became... Uh, what's, that, what's that terminology for, like, somebody who doesn't can't leave the house? There's a... Agoraphobic. Yes, 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 yes. Um, God, I could not remember it. Uh, she has developed a surprise. What's that? I said that's a surprise. You it's not a name. It. A name of Agoraphobia? Name. It is yeah. a name. Yeah, that's what <laughs> it's called. A person's name. It wasn't a person's name. Josh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were limited to forgetting just people names. I'm going, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> uh, no, my, my, my point is, is that, uh, like, she wouldn't feel this way if we had had if we had this virus properly taken care of. But now that there's near two hundred thousand people dead from it, 
our country is an absolute fucking joke. We can only go to like we can only travel to five other fucking countries right now. We can't even go to Mexico or Canada. No, because we got cooties. I'm like legit well, pissed off that like uh, well, there when people- you have somebody like Apricot Pol Pot in fucking charge huh. saying all the inflammatory shit that he says and treating people the way that he does, we're a fucking joke because of this asshole. You know, it's bad. I hope that he's not reelected because if he is, it's going to be even more miserable the next four years. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's it's going to be really tough. And and that's I think that's the thing that really bothers me is that if I've if I've blocked you or I don't talk to you right now, uh it's it's simply because I I don't want to associate with somebody who keeps being okay with what the president's doing. Um uh, uh the the new one that, you know, with the Woodward um uh tapes being, you know, out in the public now. Um, and him basically saying that he underplayed the virus, like he knew he underplayed it because it is a dangerous virus and he didn't want to cause a panic. Uh, uh, people are defending that. I've listened to somebody actually defend that and say, it's actually better that he didn't want to cause a panic. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, there is a way to go about this without causing panic, but still informing the population of how dangerous something is. I mean, for fuck's sake, mm-hmm. keep on and carry on, you know? I saw somebody who made the comment like, well, that's what a good military leader is supposed to do. Only let you know what you need to know. I'm sorry, but this isn't the military. No. And so, he is not the leader of. No, he couldn't. He couldn't lead shit. So apparently no. last, uh, last night of this recording, he had an interview with uh, ABC and it is a disaster. Like oh, yeah. I watched it, but I've, I've heard tons of people say like, wow. It, and it's so much of a disaster that even Fox News has recognized it's a disaster, except they're calling it an ambush on Trump. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I need to see it and laugh my ass off. But man, I am just annoyed. Like I, I just like there's a clip going around on Twitter right now of a bunch of these uh, assholes wearing MAGA stuff um, uh, and uh, uh, with their masks in their hand, chanting that they're not wearing a mask inside a fucking target. Like there's a solid 20 of them and it's just, it's, it's, it's going around like wildfire and I'm so fucking, oh, I, I swear to God, you I know, right now, if I see you in public and you don't have a fucking mask on or you're, or you're saying that you don't need a mask, we're about to fucking throw down. Like I'm so fucking irritated and pissed off at these people. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. I I left the house for the first time since March the seventh, uh, two days ago on Monday the fourteenth. And well, with the exception of the day we moved, which I was in the car for ten minutes going from the old location to the new house. Um, but yeah, it was the first time I left since the day I met Betty in person for the first time. That was March seventh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I wore a mask. I didn't like wearing a mask. Only wore it in the building that I had to go into. I didn't like it. It was unpleasant because I am claustrophobic, but I fucking wore it. I had to. I was in a medical facility. You know, did it suck? Yeah, it was inconvenient. But guess what? 
I was in there for over an hour and a half and ooh, I didn't have to go to the doctor for these mask related injuries that everybody says, Oh, all these harmful effects. Ooh. But well, again, if that were true, why aren't surgeons just dropping dead all the fucking time? Exactly, I mean, which is the first point I made. There was a guy yeah. that uh, I was cracking up at on it was a TikTok video, just FYI. But he um he was like you, you know, all these people are right. All these anti-maskers are totally right, guys. Like, the thing about doctors is that we have to replace them all the time because they're dying after a week of having to wear a mask all the time. Like, you know, the surgeons that we have, they, like, we have to replace them all the time. Like, he goes, I can't tell you how many times I've died on the job from wearing a mask. I was fucking losing it. He's a clone. <laughs> yeah, we've got our Gattaca out there somewhere or something, you know. We have to hire our surgeons. They all have to fit a certain profile. Their eyebrows and the eyes have to look like this. That mm-hmm. way you never know they've been replaced. That's exactly right. I said at the beginning. No, of, but uh, I said at the beginning of this pandemic. I said back in March. You can you can track it to my Facebook account. Um, if you don't treat this virus seriously, I will forever. You'll you'll forgive me if I forever consider you and treat you like an idiot. Uh, I stand yeah, by. I remember that. that. I still stand by that straight up. Like uh, I'm I'm telling you, man. People are like I'm not afraid of any virus. All right, go out and start looking fucking toilet seats and doorknobs. Ah, please, fucking, I want to see you get it at this point. God, no joke. I know man. that's a horrible thing to fucking say, but well, it only has I'm a sorry percent kill rate, and I was like, okay, yeah, you can say that. However, you're not looking at the percentage of underlining issues for the rest of your fucking life. Yeah, the fact that it can infect your brain. That's something that is completely new. Some of these and, people's brains are already infected. Let's be fair. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's causing long-term damage, even for young people who have gotten it and survived. They're, they're going to have compl- complications for a long time because of this, if not the rest of their life. Yeah. We don't know the extent because this virus hasn't even been around a full year yet. That's the thing. We are what? Nine months into it being this week will make nine months being in the country of the virus and didn't start spreading rapidly until what six months ago. And in less than in in six months time, you have almost 200,000 deaths, but you know, it's not as deadly as the flu, which kills about 35,000 people annually. But, you know, it, if you listen to the tapes, he also says that he knows it's more deadly than the flu. Oh, I know. I listen to them. I'm and just, I'm just like, like, ah, 1984. I, I, <laughs> like, I don't I don't get how people still. Def- it, it's It's got to be cult like it's got to be like a cult. I can't explain it otherwise. Anyway, well, so she was talking on the interview last night on ABC about, you know, how herd mentality, people have herd mentality, and that's what it is with the pandemic. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? I don't, I don't understand I think he what was, he's saying. Maybe he was trying to say herd immunity. Yeah, but it didn't come out that way. Oh my God, I have to, I have There's to definitely herd mentality. I mean, uh, it, it's like dealing with a, a dumb teenager sometimes who thinks that that you know teenagers think they know everything so they'll sit there and tell you this shit and it's that's what donald trump is he is like a teenager who thinks he knows everything you know and you can't correct him because he knows everything seen more intelligent puddles of vomit 
yeah so that the, the reason i bring it up is because I'm, I'm so fucking fed up with seeing the absolute dumbest shit i possibly can like i literally have to i need to block the people that i'm talking about on facebook I have to block them for my own mental health because I was using them for a hot minute to see what the other side was actually saying and try to defend. But at this point it's turning into like a, I can't handle it anymore problem. So there are some people that I love dearly that I cannot block. So I just unfollow them. So I don't see anything on their threads. Uh, that, that, that's my problem is that I'm not just, they're I unfollow them on Facebook so that way they're not in my they're my feed, mm-hmm. uh, but they're I need to block them so that way I can't even go to their page and see their shit because I have yeah. this false habit of going. I wonder what this idiot said today, and then I go to their page and I'm like, oh my god, that's really fucking stupid, and then I get irritated and depressed. <laughs> yeah, I just again when it comes to certain people that I love that are Republicans, I do not follow them, and I do not go to their personal pages simply because I <laughs> I love them and I don't want to be angry and when and yeah you know, there there was something that happened not too long ago with a certain family member and I just shat all over his page cuz I was done and I was like you know I love you but we're just I can't do this anymore <laughs> yeah I can't I can't deal with this anymore and I don't feel bad about what I did, but at the same time, I it's like, yeah, I just have to just not look at your shit anymore because I love you. And so our relationship is going to go back to 1995 before there was internet, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I have to treat it. And that's why I'm not on Facebook. Like, if, if you guys, you know, you don't see me in the, the realm of collectors commenting or on your guys' personal posts, like, that's why I just never open Facebook now. I don't it's, blame you. Um, but anyway, we got a we got a few things we got to review, guys. So why don't we go ahead and do that? Yeah, we didn't mean to get into a political thing. Yeah, it just sometimes happens. It's it's more uh, of a venting situation where I need to get it off my chest because it's so absolutely frustrating. Yeah. No, no, totally. I get it. But uh, before we get into that, you know, uh, Monday I actually met with my prosthetic guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. They uh, finally, what had happened was I've kind of been lost in the sauce, so to speak, um, when it comes to getting an upgrade for my foot and prosthetic. Uh, the healthcare system here, they're, ba- there used to be two, and now they merged, and they're one healthcare system. We only have one provider around here in the region and they suck they are fucking horrible fuck you ballad health yeah fuck you ballad a l l a d ballad as in On a so many levels ballad. they are fucking terrible they uh the guy who makes my prosthetic and services other amputees he had his own private practice and he worked with the hospital system which before it was Ballad, it was Wilmot. Well, Ballad merged with Wilmot, and then Ballad took over his practice. Instead of working with the hospital now, he works for them, which Mm -hmm. he's not happy about. And during the whole restructuring of his organization, I got lost. 
So while I was sitting here waiting on a phone call for my parts for my new leg, I was just, and when I would try to call, well, his office is in this building. Let me transfer you there. No, we don't have anybody uh, in this building here. You need to go back to this building. It was just phone tag, and I would leave messages, and he would never get them. Finally, I contacted the director of the uh, department themselves because I'm friends with them on Facebook. I was like, look, I really don't like to bother you outside of work about a work-related matter, but this is what's going on. 20 minutes later, she had me an appointment. So I went and got a physical evaluation on Monday and recast the stump uh, because the shape has changed, you know, over time. And the physical evaluation, they said, you can, your insurance, because of how well you've scored on this, you can get any type of leg you want. No questions asked. And I'm like, sweet. So, Hopefully, in the next two weeks, I'll have the new leg. That's, That's awesome. So, yeah. So, I'm excited about that. It just sucked wearing a mask in there. And the uh, one of the uh, people that were in there giving me the physical assessment, she works in the uh, inpatient rehab. She's one of the nurses there, the therapist in the inpatient rehab. and She was a lot of fun. She'd forgotten how fun I was. Uh, so I had everybody in that office just laughing their asses off because that's what I do. I like to make people laugh, especially in, you know, situations that some would bring some people down. You know, life is an amputee. It's people are like, oh, that would suck. It's like, no, it's not that, it's not that bad. It's, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. No, it's, it's fantastic. I, and I, I, I know that uh, little things like, because um, I, I don't know if it's a little thing that you that you are an amputee, but things that kind of help your quality of life are definitely something that are worth sharing. So, oh yeah, I mean, he said and he showed the physician there that it had to be on call just in case there was a medical in, uh, emergency. It had to be present. He's like, you can see that this foot that he's been using for the past two years now is shot. It needs to be replaced. And they're like, yeah, you can see that. I, because of it, I have great difficulty traversing steps. You know, so yeah. this is just going to make things like that much easier. You know, little things that most people wouldn't think about. Of course. Uh, I mean, that was the thing, my, my, uh, uh, cause I, I think I told my dad that you were getting the prosthetic, um, upgraded basically. And, uh, he was like, he was like, wait, so over time prosthetics kind of degrade and you have to get them replaced. I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was like, I, I kind of surprised he didn't know that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're supposed you, to get you, a new one every year, just about. Yeah. It might've been for, like, he might have known something in regards to it, but he was just kind of surprised that you had to do that so early as, as was what he said. But I should have gone through, I should be on my fourth one now and I'm just now getting my second one. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Cause you're supposed to go through probably three on average in your first year. And then usually on average one a year after that. Damn. Mm hmm. Uh, well, uh, are we are we ready to go on to the reviews? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so we're going to review the uh, newest episode of Lovecraft Country. Um, 
episode five. Uh, it was called Strange Case, but I think a more fitting title should have been called Husk. H-U-S-K. Mm. Yeah. Or Chrysalis. Or Chrysalis. That too. That too. But there's a reason why I, f- I feel Husk would have been a better title, and we'll get into yeah. that as we talk. I, yeah. I feel. I kind of feel like that that storyline, um, not only like this whole uh, this whole episode, unlike the last one, was if you hear that in the background, I'm so sorry. They're picking up my trash right now. Um, on a motorcycle? That's what it sounds like. Uh, what? Hmm? Sounded like a motorcycle. Oh, no, it's, it's the garbage truck. Hmm. I can hear him picking up dumpsters. I don't know how well this, this mic picks up background noise. Hopefully not at all, but um, usually it's pretty quiet in the mornings around here. Anyway, uh, yeah, this entire episode was totally like narrative-driven, whereas the last week's episode was not as narrative driven to the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Like it was, but it wasn't. This one was like everything that happened seemed important to the continuing the plot. Everything. And I just want to say, I told y'all so that that Ruby storyline, the Ruby and William was going to be interesting. And it sure as fuck was. Oh yeah. Very interesting. I did not expect that, but it Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I, I I I was definitely like, oh, okay, that's the thing. Also, this episode had a lot of sex scenes, <laughs> like, right? A lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, Madison would come out of her room, coming into the living room, and I'd be like, no, wait a second, I gotta pause it. <laughs> oh, I fast forward. I always do. I always I fast forward because I'm just you know again, it makes I don't. It's like having yeah. porn in the middle of your show. Show, show, show yeah. porn. I yeah. don't if like I'm not, it. <laughs> if I'm not participating, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to show that, you know, these people might have gotten jiggy with it without showing them getting jiggy with it. So Yeah, you just show them making out, fade to black. Yeah, like, hey, we all know what that means. There you means. go. <laughs> so yeah, it's, again, it doesn't it doesn't bother me in the slightest. But it was I was like this per capita has more sex scenes than any other episode so far. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, it had three, three, three like intense ones. Yeah, yeah, easily within so a span was, of ten minutes. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, it was really a lot of scootily pooping. <laughs> a lot of what? Scootily pooping. Oh, okay. You never heard that. No, I haven't. I enjoy it. Uh, you know, um, Hank and John Green. Yes. That's what they say. Ah. Yeah, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm totally up in their business because uh, I homeschool. So they wrote the book. Uh, um. Oh my God! Something, something stars. It's about the kid who has cancer. A fault in my stars. A fault in the stars. Jesus, which was turned then turned into a movie. Yeah, and Paper Towns, um, Finding Alaska, and that was all Hank. And then John just came out with a book. He's the little brother, but yeah, I know I know way more than most people probably do. I don't know. If I'm not Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they started their career on face on YouTube. Uh, part of it, yeah. They were the Vlogbrothers, and they would do, and they still do it. They would make a video log and, you know, send it 
out into the YouTube sphere and it was addressed to their brother, you know, and they went back and forth like this and they gained a following and it just branched out. And now they do all this amazing stuff and nerd criteria. And I was like, they're extremely intelligent, which is. Yes. And that's what I, again, they're, they're involved in a lot of um, educational stuff. So I, you know, that's part of my homeschooling is having her watch educational things that go along with what we're learning. So I've, yeah. I, yeah, I'm all up in crash course and sci show. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, sh- I should be more cause I, I do, I do enjoy the green brothers, but um, uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I just don't, <laughs> I just, there's no, there's no like reason behind it other than I don't. But, uh, um, I I'm do a like nerd. I'm a straight up nerd. So yeah, it's funny because I watch nerd stuff. Like there's a guy I, I can't remember his name. I want to I want to say it's Kyle, Kyle something, but he he um he was on Nerdist. Kyle for Hill. Kyle, Kyle Hill, Hill. Thank you. I watch Kyle Hill all the time. Oh uh, yeah, he a, he's great. He had a whole video I thought was fantastic about a thought experiment. Um, that he had to preface the episode that he did with what I'm about to tell you could have psychological effects on you. So, <laughs> so like be prepared going into this. Um, and it's, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name who made it, but it's, it's a, um, the idea is that there is a creature that exists only by the sake of you thinking about him. And, um, the more people that think about him, uh, or think about it, um, I wasn't clear if it was, you know, what gender it was, but that doesn't matter. Um, it's it was a situation where if you if enough people think it, it exists, it'll come into reality and kill everybody who didn't think it into an existence, but then also kill everybody right after who thought it into existence. So knowing about it can cause its existence, but not knowing about it can also have you killed regardless. So it's this weird like thought experiment that's supposed to fuck with your head. And I'm just like, or it's not real and I'm just going to ignore it. (laughs) But it was, it was the way that he explained it was really fucking fascinating. So, and he does other stuff on, on physics and how certain physics would work in, in, in fictional settings. Um, He got like, again, he got really popular on Nerdist because he was like taking the idea of, uh, uh, in, in terms of physics, how would a person like Captain America be able to throw their shield and bounce it off things to have it come back to them with uh, uh, very little effort? Um, or like what kind of force is behind Mjolnir when Thor throws it and all kinds of, it was fucking awesome, but yeah. Yeah, so he's I'm, got his own channel now. Um, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I watch his stuff too. Yeah, um, yeah he was on he was on uh, because science for years, and that's what was associated with Nerdist, but he left them a few months back, and now he's just got his own channel under his own name, Kyle Hill, and he calls it the facility. Yeah. Uh, where he does all of his that. videos from. He, 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 he is a handsome man. Yes. However, <laughs> have you seen his videos where he showed his not so handsome self before he let the hair grow long and he didn't have any facial hair? Wow, it's no, I don't need funny. to see that. It's I funny. don't need to see that. <laughs> so <laughs> I've never seen my husband without facial hair, and I don't want to. <laughs> I'm okay um, with that. 18 years of marriage, and he's always had facial hair. <laughs> 
Oh, the re- yeah. The reason I mention uh, him is because uh, um, I watch the nerd stuff too. I just don't. That's why I don't have a reason for not watching the Green Brothers because I enjoy that nerd shit. But I just don't watch them. I I don't know why. I'm subscribed to their channels. You should. You could learn some things. <laughs> uh, well, back on to Lovecraft Country because yes, distracted. ADD podcast, folks. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed how we kind of had two major plot threads and then one minor plot thread. Because the stuff with Montrose didn't seem major, but it definitely was important, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it tells you a lot about him and his, his character and who he is as a person because... That's that was not what I was expecting to happen with his storyline, and when it did, right. it explained a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. What did you guys think of? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm off base here when I say this, but um, I thought that the stuff with uh, uh, Letty's sister—I can't remember her name because I'm Ruby. Terrible. Ruby. Ruby, thank you. Uh, I was thinking that the stuff with her and the chrysalis thing. It 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 was more um, the past episodes when they would when they would have the the Lovecraft part, it had less to do with the plot than this did. Like it was important. Um, or no, sorry, not plot. The the um, the racial implications of what was going on. Like this seems stronger in regards to that, considering it was a part of the story that like it mixed in. It took the Lovecraft stuff and the racial stuff and put, made it into one. Where every other episode, it felt like it was two separate things. Ish. Am yeah. I off base? No, I don't think you are. It really did. Um, it's like, you know, when she, Ruby comes in and says that she doesn't want to do this anymore, and she, you know, Annie tells her she's like, you know, he didn't pick you so you could experience being white. He picked you so you could do whatever the fuck you want. Then shit got real. That. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, damn, you know, because, <laughs> again, I knew this plot line was going to go somewhere the week before. I was just like, this, some shit's about to go down. And when so, it happened, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. And, I mean, the whole experiencing life as a white woman, it also got, she experienced looking in on it and, you know, it's different when you're on the inside and you know what's happening and then you're forced to be on the outside and just only able to look inside, you know, she got that perspective yeah. on this show, this last week's show. And I, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that. The, the horror, the Lovecraft horror was mixed with the racial stuff. I really fucking loved that a lot because the first episode, it was like, Oh, the monsters just show up. Um, in the second episode, it was like, the the Lovecraftian stuff was a was was very much central, um, and then the third episode was kind of mixed in with the major like uh, uh, racial stuff, but not quite in like completely. And uh, and then last week's episode, it was like I didn't I didn't really feel like we got any racial stuff uh, necessarily. We kind of did, but kind of didn't. And this episode, I was just like, fuck, yes. Like, this is, this, oh, fuck, yes. Like, I was just, I was totally into it. So, yeah. And as a woman, 
there's another layer added on top there, you know, that I was really into. (laughs) Yeah. It's really cleverly written um, is I think my biggest thing about this episode. Josh, you're very quiet over there about this episode. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. I was just letting you guys go on. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was digging the whole episode. I thought, man, I was fucking. I thought it was what? fascinating because, you know, <clears throat> he uh, it, it it opens up and it opens up with Ruby and she's been transformed into a white woman, and then you see this metamorphosis back, and he's just all nonchalantly again just kind of holding her down on this plastics like look stop fighting it you're gonna make it worse and then just starts hacking her flesh open and it's just literally tearing her flesh away uh of this this outer flesh to reveal her normal form underneath and you hear bones breaking and everything it was crazy and you know what i immediately thought of greg what's that Paige Guthrie, a.k.a. Husk from the X-Men, Cannonball's younger sister. I forgot about that. Her power is of metamorphosis. She peels away her outer layer of flesh to show a new form underneath, of made of whatever substance underneath. Like she can make herself like steel, like Colossus, or make herself rock, like the thing, or what have you. And they always. In the comics, you just see little pieces of flesh being torn away, and they didn't get too graphic with it. But they always make the comment, oh, it's so gross watching you husk like that. That's why I was thinking, man, husk would have been a great title for that episode, because you see it happen. You see how she's having to dig into her body to peel away those outer layers of the flesh, and it's just, it's really gross. It was really it gross, was. but also like I couldn't turn away because it was so fucking cool. My, yeah, it I, really was. Uh, I, I don't know if Betty feels the same way, but I love good horror that has some visceral shit in it. So watching her fucking metamorphosis with all the uh, all the grossness, I was like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's yeah. some great effects. It really was. Um, I think that it was a fascinating storyline that they focused on her. You know, it's like, okay, here is a very, uh, uh, a very proud, uh, black woman, uh, who is renowned in her community and who is very well educated and trying her damnedest to get a job at this department store. And when, uh, she goes in, remember last episode, she went in to try to apply for it and they had hired another black woman in her place. And she thought, well, that was it. That was my only shot. So now she's posing as a white woman using this potion to land the job that she hoped and showed the qualifications and they immediately hired her as an assistant manager. She was so overqualified for the position that she wanted. And then come to find out that the girl that had gotten hired in her place only had a seventh grade education. So, you know, she felt it was such a slap in the face. So she is taking advantage of the white privilege that comes with being white. I mean, is I think that's 
I think that's what my favorite thing about this episode was, was that anybody who doesn't understand what white privilege is or sits there and says that it doesn't exist, if they're watching this show, I hope they can actually see what white privilege is. Like this show. Yeah. Well, I think something else as well as it wasn't to me, it didn't just show white privilege. It, it also showed that women, no matter what skin color they have, all have something in common. And that's, they're under the patriarchy, you know? Yeah. The white male always ends up on top. And I think she realized that. I think she got a little feeling of that with her boss, you know, mm -hmm. because she, he was still treating her as he would any white woman under his control, you know? And that's, he didn't just do it to the black girls. He did it to her too, as a white woman. And, you know, I think that might've given her a different insight as well. Yeah. Um, well, this is why uh, women need to all stick together, no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was an angle that I definitely was like, oh, I, it's it's interesting that she's saying what she's saying and, and kind of treating that woman the way that she's treating her. I was like, this is that was so fascinating. I was, I was all into it. Anyway, um, why don't we go ahead and give our final thoughts on a grade and we'll move on to the boys since we have other things to review and we're already an hour into this, well, close to an hour into this podcast. Uh, Betty, go first, please, and thank you. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to give it another A, A plus actually, because that ending was bomb. It was amazing. I loved it. The ending was just, mm -hmm. I was screaming on the couch. You know? I'll just, so. I'll just, I'll just mirror exactly what you said. A plus for me. I thought that the angle with with uh, Ruby was fantastic. I thought everything going on with uh, Tick and Letty was fucking utterly fantastic and it gave some new layers to Montrose, which I'm excited to go further into in the next episode. So I'm on her Sunday plus with you on, on that entirely. Josh. Uh, really, really strong episode. I think it was much stronger than last week's, even though last week's was fun. This one added a lot more and it tied it character develop. It tied it together. It gave it more character development. Um, the fascinating storyline with Ruby and the options she has at her disposal uh, is a lot of fun. Um, and at the same time, gives you just more of that glimpse into how difficult it was then um, for both women of color, women in general, but specifically women of color. Yeah. And uh, this shows it's I love what this show's doing and I can't wait until next week. Agreed. So I'll give it an A plus as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Again, if you guys aren't watching this show, I I, we, I don't think us three can recommend it enough. <laughs> no, we can't. It's amazing. You have to watch it. It's it's just such brilliant storytelling for this day and age. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the boys episode four. Um, uh, Amazon's doing this a little differently, as we said last week. So every week from here on out, there'll be a new episode which we will review. Uh, this episode takes place after the aftermath of what um, Stormfront did. Um, what I personally love about what this show is doing now is it's going more hardcore into Homelander than The Boys. 
Um, it's really diving into his like psyche and whatnot and how his thought processes. Whereas last season it was just like, he's just the villain. Like it did a little bit, like it wasn't a, it, but it wasn't a ton. Like this episode really cemented how, how we're going to be seeing him this season, especially like the ending. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got some issues. That's, One or two. Yeah. Just a couple, you know. Just Other than that, he's such a great guy. Oh, I mean, I I haven't read the comics, so um, I don't know how much it differs in this episode. But quite a bit. When he went to the cabin, when he went to the cabin, and she comes out in that ninety, I was like, "Is this a dream scene?" You know, at first I was like, "Is this a dream scene?" And then I switched back to it again after another scene, and I was like this isn't a dream scene. This got to be doppelganger. And sure enough, <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's desperation. I couldn't even <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I think that's where, where we were too. Cause I was watching with my folks and they, uh, they um, uh, were immediately like, is that, is that like a clone or is it, is it like a dream sequence? And I was like, I don't honestly know either way. And I was kind of surprised by that reveal. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw it coming after they switched back. I was like, no, this is too crisp. It's too intrinsic to what's going on. This is, that's got to be doppelganger. And that's exactly who it was. And, and of course, he features hot and heavy in the ending as well, which was 10 times more fucked up. So Right, right. Like, how, but, I'm curious how that's going to, like, that ending is going to affect Homelander from here on out because it wasn't just... Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched the episode yet, but go go watch it. Seriously. If you're not watching Boys Now, like I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah. it's, it's episode four of season two. We're gonna spoil it. Um uh when he when he kills Doppelganger looking like himself, that's gotta say something to his mind. Like that's gotta speak volumes to how he's Oh yeah, Freud would have a field day with this. <laughs> right, right, right. Like there's so fucking much. Like the, I hate the term, but there's a lot to unpack there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, what was going on before he killed himself? I was just like, are we about to see this? Is this about to happen? <laughs> you know? And then it was like, oh no, it's, it's still him. He's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the other things, speaking of, of like psyches throughout the show and with characters, um, the one that I, I, I find fascinating that they didn't really touch on in season one, but now they're really touching on it in season two. And it's something that I always loved about the comic because it's definitely present in the comic is um, uh, Butcher's like absolute utter hatred of superheroes that it wouldn't matter what they did, how good they were. He doesn't want them around. He is absolutely prejudiced against soups, period. Mm -hmm. And I love that they did that in this episode. Oh, yeah. Now, I just have to ask, maybe I missed something, but is his hatred purely based on what happened with his wife or was there something that happened before? Something happened before, but I won't, I won't say what it is. Okay. I was just curious. <clears throat> but that certainly made this made his hatred far more intense. Oh, I would assume so. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely, I don't know if they'll do the same thing as the comic in terms of what his history is, but 
Um, if they do, it'll be great. But if they don't, it needs to be just as impactful. Um, and I think they will with, with how this show's going in the writing and all that stuff. Like I, I feel like they will, but, uh, my Lanta, like I, yes, I say, Oh, my Lanta just, <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I'm happy that in the comic, they don't really dive into, psyches that much as much as this show i should say like this show is like a character dissection whereas the comic is like what if superheroes bad guys kind of you know Um, yeah i'm wondering if they're gonna bring the element of you know say if huey takes some v is he gonna become temporarily superhero like in the comics i i hope so I, I wonder I if yeah. anybody's tried this yet. I mean, you know, why has nobody been like, hey, little taste? Let's, you know, especially Frenchie. I expect him to have done tried it by now. It, it, it's and that might be the route they're going with. They may actually have him experiment with that. Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that the show uh, uh, could do down the line is like, there were regular humans, adult humans who experimented with V and it was such a catastrophic problem that Vought that Vo- just buried it. Like they do everything else. Like with Yeah, don't do drugs, drugs, kids. I mean, I was going to say, um, what about the other part of this season about Liberty? Yeah. Was, that's was that? I was bring up. Were y'all expecting that, or not? Were you quite. as surprised as I was? Uh, I, I when she pulled up the newspaper and said, "This is Liberty." That's like before it showed her. I was like, "No way, it's Stormfront!" Like I was, I was kind of surprised by that. But I, it was, it wasn't as the picture was shown. It was like right fucking before it. My brain made the connection. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that was. It was like right before, you know, and it's like, oh, I, I did not see that coming until, you know, right as it happened. It's like, okay, yeah, this got a hell of a lot more interesting. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, obviously this bitch has been around for a hot minute. So can she actually take down Homelander? I'm curious. I mean, that little scene between the two of them. Was she really afraid? No. I think she's playing Homelander because she knows. I think she sees his psyche. I think she sees how broken he is and how like how absolutely dependent he is on, on fans or, or love of some kind in that fashion. And I think she was she was definitely trying to uh, 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 play him to, to, to play his hand at that moment. But he he went the opposite direction she was expecting. Where he's like, she's like, we could help each other, and and then the the her plan would have gone through. But the fact that he said, I don't need anyone's help, and walked out, I legit can't tell if that's part of her plan or against her plan. And now she has to figure out something new. At this point, I'm on the fence. I'm on, I'm more on the side of like it's part of her plan. Well, that's the thing. Somebody that narcissistic, yeah, they don't need anyone else. They at least they don't feel like they do. She has to know that about his personality. He does not rely on anyone else. He loves adoration, but right. he 
you know, it's his spotlight and his alone unless he dares to grace it with you and let you have some of that limelight. But only for as long as he wants you to have it, you exactly. know. So that's that's his character. She has to know. And even if it was her plan A, you don't go into shit like this without a plan B. You know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're absolutely correct on that. She had to have known there was always a chance he would turn it down, you know, even if that was her plan A. Which I would think it's not, because how stupid would she be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm very excited to see where the season goes, because at this point, it's not entirely divorced from the comic, but pretty pretty strong departure so far. Um, but not in a bad way. I got to clarify that. If you're a fan of the comic and haven't watched the show yet, don't think that it's like because it doesn't stick to the source material 100% that it's bad. It's just a different medium. It has to tell a story in a different way. Comic books tell a story one way. Movies tell a story a different way. And this, the, the way that they're telling the story here is more into the psychological aspect than the comic yeah. did. Um, so you're getting, you're getting more story basically out of the show. And uh, personally, I'm, I'm a giant fan of that. If you were to read the comic, you'd be well past wherever the fuck they are right now in the show. As a matter of fact, I should, I should mention this. Um, I haven't finished the comic. I haven't read the whole thing, but I've read quite a bit of it. And the whole thing about uh, Billy Butcher's uh, wife still being alive and having a kid doesn't exist in the comic. Totally. Different. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was uh, fascinated by that, actually. And when he found her and they saw each other face to face, I immediately thought this is not going to end well. Oh no. And it's sad because you can see how much he does love her and care for her and her still for him. But now she has her son to think about and he, she realized, you know, you're not going to accept him. <clears throat> and of course it's cause he's a fucking soup. He could melt some brains if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that sucks because, you know, it's like you you want to you want to root for him. You want him to get what he's hoping for out of life. But at the same time, you know, he's it's got not some about issues him. he's got to deal with, he, too. He's got issues he's got to deal with. And it's not just solely about him anymore. Mm -mm. And he can't realize that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I have to say personally, if if the storyline with his wife, if that had happened to me, it would have been straight to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> nope, not happening. You know? <laughs> I'm just saying that's me. But, you know, that's another storyline for a different day. <laughs> well, why don't we go ahead and uh, give our final thoughts in a grade? Um, since you went last last on uh, the last show, Josh, why don't you go ahead and go first on this one? Um, this episode was really great. Uh, very intriguing. I loved the, uh, I love the road trip with Huey and mother's milk and, uh, starlight. Uh, you know, I really, uh, I really loved the butcher and Becca storyline. I love seeing, you know, Homelander just getting so upset and fed up with Stormfront and feeling that he doesn't have control. Uh, I really like what they're doing with this season. I want more of it. Today episode, as of publishing, which will be today, 
uh, episode five came out. Hopefully I've already watched it and enjoyed it, <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to it. I give it an A, uh, give it an A plus. I love this fucking show. Uh, Betty. Um, I would give it an A definitely. Yeah. Like I said, I probably would have a field day with this. Um, somebody who's new to all of it. I'm enjoying it. Um, I do like the whole psychological aspect to it. I'm very interested to see where exactly Stormfront actually falls on all of this because she does talk a big game, but how does she get away with it? That's, you know, again, I'm, I'm very curious to see where all this is going. So I definitely give it an A and i um, looking forward to Fridays, but I will not have watched it until my husband gets home because I am not a uh, streaming cheater. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, so. I'm not either. But but Misty's got her hours in for the week, so she's done with work, so she'll be free to watch with me. <laughs> yeah, see, I have to wait for him to come home from work. <laughs> I, 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 w- I, w- I will say, I love the whole deep looking for a wife. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna mirror what you image. Said. Yeah, the Scientology thing—that's still cracking me up. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm just gonna remember what you guys said. It's it's definitely an A episode. Um, it's uh, yeah. I I just I I absolutely fucking love uh where they're going with this season. I love the direction. Um, I love that it's different enough from the comic to where I don't know what's gonna happen. Like I I, I do enjoy that. I I think that's something I want to argue all the time when people talk about adaptations is that if you want to see the exact same thing that you read, that's boring to me. I want it, I want a little variation. I want some some changes so that way I can enjoy a new thing, you know. Um, and that's what this is for me. Yeah. So. Uh, all right then. Well, let's um, let's go into our little experiment that I talked about that I wanted to do. Um, so we each watched something this week ourselves, and uh, we're gonna give uh, a quick impression of what we thought of the show and uh, if we think you should watch it or not. Um, Josh is going to go first, uh, then Betty, and then me. So, uh, Josh, go ahead and take it away. Um, it's actually something that's been around since 2016. Uh, had two seasons in 2016 and 2017. It's a Will Arnett project. Um, Will Arnett gained notoriety, uh, fame uh, from Arrested Development, and then, of course, becoming Lego Batman. Um but it's a little project. And I mentioned this when we were on uh, the TMI daily podcast as a recommendation that's not very well known. Maybe flew under your radar, a hidden little gem, so to speak. Uh, it's called flaked F L A K E D. I, I think it's a fascinating little show. It's only 14 episodes between the two seasons, about a 30 minute runtime on the average. Uh, so it's very digestible. Um, but it's essentially a character study about this guy named Chip, uh, who's played by Arnett. He's a self-help guru who's basically struggling to stay ahead, uh, stay a step ahead of his own lies that he spends. Uh, he's a recovering alcoholic or seemingly so, uh, who is also an AA sponsor and, it's it's a it's a great little show, man. I don't want to spoil too many things about it, but like he seems like this just 
he's he's he looks like he's coasting through life and it opens up he's at an aa meeting and he's talking about how the reason why he's there is because he killed a man because he decided to drive drunk one night and as the story goes on at the end of the first season you find out he didn't kill the guy it was his ex-wife that was driving drunk that killed the guy um yeah yeah and he took the fall for her and as a result uh her dad who's a real estate mogul lets him have a storefront pretty much rent free uh you know it has an apartment above it so he's just kind of coasting through life off of this disaster uh and tragedy that happened but at the same time make it into his personal uh guilt story so he can be this guy who's like people look to when they're having struggles because he's been through the struggles but yet he's secretly you know his bottle of kombucha that he's always drinking on is actually wine (laughs) but uh, yeah 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 he's like i never stopped drinking you find out he just pretends to be a recovering alcoholic but he's not an alcoholic at all it was his ex-wife it was and it focuses on him and uh his best friend uh dennis uh and their friend who's uh goes by the nickname of cooler who is just a total burnout and this waitress that dennis is infatuated with whose name is london uh and Chip is guilty of always swooping in and taking girls, as Dennis puts it, that he's interested in. He's like, I don't swoop. What are you talking about? And, of course, then he swoops in and takes them Mm -hmm. uh, because he's a jerk like that. But the thing is, London, that's not her real name. And the reason why she's in town was to find the asshole that killed her brother. Um. And ends up falling in love with that asshole. Uh, so yeah, it's a, just a fascinating little, little project that Will Arnett did that looks into what the life of somebody going through these things is like. And, you know, it just no rhyme or reason. It's just here, here it is. This is what's going on with this guy at this time, at this point in his life and the people around him. And I like that. I like little things like that. So, you know, I think if it's, Something that people should check out. It's very uh, digestible, like I said. Question for you. Um, as the story seems incredibly heavy uh, with its themes and whatnot, it, and it, it does star Will Arnett, so is there comedy? There is a, there's a heavy comedic aspect to it, too. Um, I, it's there's, there's shit that's just flat-out funny as hell. and But there are a lot of heavy themes to it, yes. But there's also a lot of... it's dark comedy i wouldn't call it a dramatic comedy uh it's definitely a drama but it's also a comedy but it's presented more as a comedy with dramatic elements so a dramedy but as they call it yeah yeah but i know arnett doesn't like it referred to as that i think it's more dark comedy than you know dramatic but it's there's definitely some funny uh bits in it like christopher mintz plaza uh the kid that played fucking uh fogel in uh uh super bad you know that kid mclovin 
he plays this dot uh, com startup tech guy that uh, in the show who's uh, chip befriends and uh, let's see who else is in it. I'm trying to think if there's any. That's probably the biggest star in it outside of Will Arnett itself. Most everybody else. Oh yeah, uh, Heather Graham shows up. She plays his ex-wife. Uh, ah. And uh, Kirstie Alley plays his best friend Dennis's mother. Uh, it, it's a, it's a cool little show. Might nice. uh, actually check it out with my pops or something. I think you know, it might be something that you enjoy. Maybe, uh, like I said, it's one of those hidden little gems that didn't get a lot of popularity, and I think it should have. Because if you look, you know, critics give it mixed reviews, but most users, it's got like an eighty-nine percent approval rating. So there's that. There you go. Um, all right. Well, awesome. Um, Betty, what show did you bring to the table? Um, the Outsider. It is on HBO Max. And it is based off of a Stephen King novel. Fairly recent. Um, if you've read the book, it's not a ripped from the pages adaptation. Um Anything I've noticed Stephen King has his hands in when it comes to his stories, he never tells the same story twice. So if he's going into a creation with a TV show, it's always going to be, there's going to be differences because he's kind of one of those people that seems to always wonder, well, what if I tweaked it in this respect? So um, The Outsider is kind of a doppelganger story. Um it starts out with a guy who is very well respected in his community getting arrested for killing a kid. And it happens at a baseball game, which he is a coach of for the little leagues. And he gets arrested in front of the whole freaking town, pretty much. And um, the evidence pretty strong. DNA, fingerprints, blood. He's on camera everywhere. But it wasn't him. And so you get introduced into the storyline where people have to confront a reality of the supernatural that they don't want to. Um, the lead character in this, who is not the guy, of course, who got um, framed, he gets killed very early on. He, um, he has a lot of trouble dealing with this, and he's very tropish, I have to say, for what I consider horror film or horror series dads. Oh no, you're absolutely not levitating off the ground right now. That's an updraft of wind, you know? Uh, so um, he does come to terms with this over time. And you get introduced to a character who I like. Her name is Holly Gibney. And she's pretty much the one who pulls this all together. She does a lot of investigation and she has to bring it to the table that, yeah, this thing exists and it's real and it's a problem. And it's a really good story. Um, it happens in the South, but nobody really has a Southern accent. So that's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed that as a Southerner, it's like they're talking about Georgia and Tennessee. I'm like, y'all don't sound like you come from there. No. But, uh, yeah. In the book, it happened up North. Um, and then they end up in Texas. Well, yeah, you know, again, in his books, everything takes place in Maine. Yeah, you know, there's always a small town in Maine. But um, I mean, you know, for what it was, it was good. Uh, I do not recommend 
doing what I did, I went into it with about 75% of the book read. So once it started deviating, I was going off track a little bit. I was like, what? You know? So, so would I, you recommend somebody watch the series, then read the book or vice versa? Either one, either one, do either one first, you know, you but complete one before you start yeah. the other. Yeah. Because it was like being dropped in the middle of a new timeline halfway through the story, you know, and it's like, Oh crap, you know? So it was, it was good. I would give it a solid B, you know, overall it's definitely a nice little, you know, slow burn thriller. That, now, you know, is it is that. it just a, a limited series where it's only one season, or will it be an ongoing? Or? I think there's a possibility it will be ongoing with the Holly Gibney character. Now, um, as I said, this is based on a King book, The Outsider. Um, he's also written a, um, a book of little short stories, but it's one main story. It's called If It Bleeds. And that's the title of the book as well as if it bleeds, it has like four different short oh. stories in there, but that's the if longest. It bleeds, we yeah. kill it. That's the longest. And it revolves around Holly Gibney and um, this storyline, but it takes place after, and she's actually um, dictating what's going on with her to the main cop from the outsider story. So I think there is a good chance that this is going to go on with her, um, especially the way it ended with the series. So, and he really likes this character. So I'm really hoping that he will take her on to do new, interesting things because there's so many places you could go with it. So it's still open-ended as far as IMDb so far. There's no closed date on it yet. So there's a possibility there will be a second season. Fingers crossed. Cool. I'll have to put that in my list. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, yeah, I'll probably check that out with my mom because I know that she's a huge Stephen King fan. So, Yeah, she'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, we'll just move on to me then. Uh, finish off the show with uh, The Muppets Now or just Muppets Now. Uh, you can find it on Disney+. Plus. I was going to review a movie, the the Project Power on Netflix, and then I happened to open up Disney+, Plus to see what was on there. And I was like, holy shit, that's right, The Muppets Show. I wanted to watch that. I'm a big fan of the Muppets. I, I love uh, the Muppet show from back in the day. Oh, they tried, God, yeah. They tried to bring it back and it wasn't as good for some reason. Um, I don't well, know. They tried why. to bring it back several times. They brought it back in the 90s briefly and it was okay. And then they brought it back, what, just about three or two or three years ago? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, I was like, all right, that's all right. Like, I think the writers were definitely a problem. Like, they just weren't doing anything well worth it. Um, but, uh, Muppets now isn't that, isn't that, that's going to sound terrible. Isn't that bad? Um, there are a lot of jokes that are just, huh? Like, it's just really, okay. That was, that was an attempt at a joke. Um, and Kermit doesn't sound like Kermit in my opinion. He sounds different. Uh, could be, could be something else. I don't know. I don't know. He just doesn't sound like Kermit. Everyone else sounds great. Everyone else sounds great, except for Kermit. Um, but what the show does is it tries to structure itself like a web show, like a like um, Scooper or Scooter. Is it Scooter? I think it's Scooter. He, Scooter. Uh, yeah, he uploads uh, the new episode every week. And okay, um, the reason why Kermit sounds different is because since 2017, he's had a new voice actor, new performer. Okay. I feel he like he was voiced by Jim Henson until 
1990 when he passed away, and then Steve Whitmire took over until 2016. So he what did the does. Muppets do in 2018 and 2019? I'm just curious. You know, he's had a new voice actor since 2017. What was going on then with the Muppets? Does it say anything, Josh? Oh, I'm just looking. Uh, the like my my problem is is that like uh, Kermit has a deeper voice. That's mainly what it is. Like, it's oh, just not, yeah, it's he's a little grown into a, a grown up frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like he still has the same cadence and the same like kind of nasally ish sound to him, but it's just a little deeper. And my brain just goes, "That's not the Kermit I recognize." <laughs> I'm going to uh, look this up. Yeah, I, I, and that's the thing. I fucking adore the Muppets so much. Like, I went and saw both movies in the theater, the recent ones. Um, I know that I've seen one of the originals, one of the '90s movies in the theater. I just, I think it was Manhattan, but I don't. I'm not sure because I was a kid. Manhattan uh, was '84. '83, oh, '84. Definitely wasn't that. Though. Muppet Treasure Island probably was the '90s. I've seen them all. I know that I've seen them all, but I, I know that there was one when I was like before 10 years old that I saw in the theater. Um, sorry, I'm stretching now because I've been hunched over in the entire podcast. Oh, sorry, everybody. You have to deal with that. Okay. Um, you son of a bitch. The, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the way the show is structured is it's like a web show. So, so when, 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 Sco when Scooter uploads a new, uh, um, a new segment, um, it's a reoccurring segment. So it's, it's, uh, there was one that was in every single episode, called um uh, lifestyle with miss piggy when she kept screaming that it was supposed to be lifestyle but i was like lifestyle is pretty fucking clever <laughs> um and it was always like her trying to give beauty tips or something to that effect and um <laughs> or doing some new uh, uh beauty or health thing with tay diggs and those there were those moments were funnier than the rest of the uh, the the segment uh because one of my favorite one of my favorites was early on where um, uh, it was supposed to be this new therapeutic uh, uh, massage where you would like slap the face and um, it would, it would uh, tighten up the skin and, and encourage blood flow to the, to the parts that were slapped. And so the woman comes out and, and she's a, she's a Muppet as well, but she, she comes up to Tay Diggs and she just kind of taps his face and goes, slap, 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 slap. And then to Miss Piggy, just fucking whack. Right. <laughs> And I really enjoyed that slapstick. It was fun. And then Miss Piggy loses her shit and beats the living shit out of her. Which <laughs> really cool. um, so those segments were really funny. Uh, for the most part, there were a couple that were eh. Uh, but then the rest of the segment was like she'd always have a, a call with uh, two other Muppet-type characters and then Linda Cardellini. Uh -huh. And uh, those were okay. They were fine. I didn't think they were unfunny or hilarious. They were just like, that's entertaining it's keeping my attention enough uh i would say the two segments in the entire show that were my absolute favorite was whenever they did a science segment with uh, uh beaker and honeydew um and they'd have uh they they not every time but sometimes would have a um a human guest uh, but it was always very like kid-based science you know like doing elephant toothpaste or showing how propulsion works via throwing pizzas off of a slingshot Things like that, um, which I thought was interesting because if this is supposed to be, I always, you know, imagine that if the Muppets was to do a show in regards to science, it would always be silly shit, shit that didn't really matter. But this was like, 
if a kid were to watch this, they'd actually learn a thing. So some was, adults too. <laughs> you know what? Nowadays I believe it. Uh, the other segment that I thought was the absolute peak of the fucking, it was the best thing ever was, uh, any of the Swedish chef segments. Cause they'd always have a real chef on and, um, uh, all those chefs, kudos for playing along. Cause Holy shit, you all did a fucking fantastic job, but it was this like Turkey, uh, Turkey Muppet character. Can't remember her name for the life of me, but, um, cause she's fairly new if I'm not mistaken. Um, but she's hosting it, and there's and it's it's the it's the Swedish chef and whatever a real chef are supposed to have a competition on who makes the better dish. So of course the Swedish chef is doing what he does with the silliness and the slapstick while the actual chef. But my favorite moment was when Danny Trejo was on there to show his tacos, um, <laughs> which look fucking delicious by the way. Like holy shit! Like I was like Dan Danny, I like I like one of your tacos, please, and thank you. Um, or there was a there was a uh, an Italian chef on there making like, uh, um, I can't remember the dish's name, but it's Italian and it has spaghetti, but it's it's not it doesn't use any tomato. It's like uh, you take a Parmesan Reggiano and egg, and then you mix it into a bowl that turns into a specific kind of paste. Then you take the noodles, and you mix it into that, and then you plate it with uh, something else. I don't remember. So the sh- so the Swedish chef to um, uh, to say that he finished it, he just put like uh, uncooked spaghetti, uh, uh, three raw eggs, and a whole fucking wedge of cheese on a plate. <laughs> so it's 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 pretty entertaining if if you're uh, if you're a big Muppets fan, the whole show is entertaining. If you're a big Muppets fan, if you enjoy that that style of of art, if you will, the whole Muppet thing, like. It's it's fantastic. My, one of the big things that I do when I watch it is I go, I watch the actors, the 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 real life actors interact with a Muppet, and I go, it from their angle they see a person <laughs> on the ground with their hand up, you know, a a, a, a fictional creature, um, and I just think that would be so much fun. I just think that would be the fucking funnest thing ever to just interact with a puppet. <laughs> I fucking love that. Or like Linda Carlini is in one shot and she's like petting a Muppet dog. And I'm like, just petting a person's hand. <laughs> she's a good actress. That's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I it, like I said, if you're a fan of the Muppets, it's definitely something you want to watch with the kids. Kids are going to find it fucking hilarious. Uh, but if you know, you're an older person and your sensibilities are a little different, you're not going to find it as funny. But again, if you're an adult who's a huge fan of the Muppets, you're going to find it very entertaining like I did. Um, so take that you know, with you if you decide to watch it. Uh, but it's definitely a family show. There's nothing in it that... Because if you, there, there's segments in the original Muppet show from uh, the 80s, I want to say. Um, oh, 70s. And 70s, yeah, okay. Uh, I was like, I don't remember when it premiered. Um, that are have adult-ish jokes <laughs> that would go fly right over a kid's head. This absolutely does not. It does not have any adult jokes in it. It's all kind of baseline where, you know, eight-year-olds can kind of get it. Should be humorous um, to most audiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, if, if you're an adult who likes slapstick, you're going you're gonna to enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it for the show. Like, yeah, just, yeah, um, I liked it. 
I like. I enjoyed what I watched. It's only six episodes too, and I think they're going to do more. So we'll awesome. See. Disney does own the Muppets now, so yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's it for that. Um, you have three shows that you can decide to watch or not. I think that all three of us brought something completely different to the table, so I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to keep doing this style? I really enjoyed this. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, every, you know, from time to time, we can do that. Yeah, like maybe once a month or so. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah. I, that, and that was the test. And I want you, uh, the audience, please, like, let us know if you enjoyed this style, like us giving different reviews, um, or if you'd rather have us do the compiling one where we all watch the same thing. Like, let us know what you thought of this, and you know that'll help us decide if we're going to do it again. Uh, Greg, do you know that they have an actual reboot of the Muppet Babies? No, is that on Disney Plus? It started out in 2018, and it was renewed for a third season last year. Uh, it's on the Disney Junior and Disney Channel. Uh, so is it on Disney Plus, I wonder? I'll be damned. Because I loved Muppet Babies when I was little. I, I, I have to say I'm not a big fan of the Muppets. I think my favorite Muppet thing is when uh, Kermit the Frog covered um, Hurt. Hurt. <laughs> I hurt myself today. Yes. Yeah, so bring, bring the... If I still feel... <laughs> bring the, bring the, uh, the octave down just slightly on, on your Kermit, and that's what the Kermit sounded like in the show. Yeah, yeah. Sad Kermit, did you ever see that whole website? Because he did more than just hurt. No. He did, creep, he did Creep by Radiohead. He did Needle in the Hay by Elliot Smith. Uh, he did Hallelujah. Oh, my God. You Poor guys. Kermit. Sad Kermit. Yep. Everybody go and check it out. Sad Kermit. I'm telling I mean, you, it's awesome. I, I, like, I tear up when I listen to uh, Rainbow Connection, so. Yeah, that gets me every time. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? What's on the other side? My fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this puppy up with a nice bow. Um, uh, Josh, where can they follow us on uh, social medias and whatnot? Uh, links are down below. Uh, still working uh, on getting the new artwork for the show. Uh, talked with our artist. Um, he had a hand injury. It took him a few weeks to recover from that, but he is working on finalizing Greg's art and working on uh, both mine and Betty's art because we had to make some changes to mine. Uh, but, you know, we'll be talking about those in the future, and it's going to be awesome. Yes, um, uh, I was going to mention that how uh, next week is going to just be an uninhibited uh, for reasons yeah, that yeah. we'll find out next week. Yeah, yeah. And we will, uh, you can follow the show, the information about the show, the Twitter account, Instagram account, uh, Facebook page, Discord server. Everything is down below in the links. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, I'm on Facebook under my name. Um 
You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram there if you choose. Uh, they're linked. It's a public profile. It's not hard to find. Uh, but, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Betty, where can people find you if they wish to follow you? Uh, under a rock. <laughs> oh, my. Um, I'm on Facebook, Betty Badger Ogletree. I'm on Twitter, Bright Betty. And I'm on Instagram, Petrichor Betty. And links will be down below. But I'm mostly active on Facebook, which still isn't that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow me on all socials under Chub Ruck Geek. Pretty simple. Um, on, on my Twitter account, I've been posting videos from playing Fall Guys, and uh, there's some good ones. I had a recent situation where I was fighting another guy on top of a on top of a slime climb, which is one of the maps, and uh, I ended up turning him around to push him off the edge. And while I was doing it, my buddy Andy and I were doing the sound effect from. Uh, Cable guy when he's doing the uh, the music from Star Trek, da 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 da, da. and uh, so, so I like edited that into the video. Awesome. So yeah, if, if you want to see my Fall Guys bullshit, uh, that's definitely where to see that. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I think October. Uh, I, I really want to start in October. Um, trying to get back into the Jackbox swing of things because on October 15th, seven comes up. Um, I watched uh, some footage of uh, them playing Quiplash three. Oh man. The final quip, by the way, the, instead of uh, like a comic or something stupid like that, you are given a question that you have to give three answers to. Nice. Uh, so uh, it was, it was really fucking funny what I watched. Um, two of the games looks like you can't really play it on stream. But hmm. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But it's interesting. I've watched all of them. I think Champed Up is going to be really good on stream, where you basically create a superhero based on other people's drawings. Interesting. Oh. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm not making any guesses as to what will work on stream and what won't, or what will be popular and what won't, because I was absolutely wrong last on, on number six. Yes, you were. But that's okay. Oh. Okay. We need to we need to play though for real soon. I've had people hitting me up and saying, "When are we going to do Jackbox again?" So yeah, I know. I know. I need to need to we need to figure out when we're going to do that. Um, Saturday nights would be the best, but we'll get there. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, guys. Again, you're going to want to join us next week. It's going to be a it's going to be a big episode. It's going to be great. I can't tell you what, but I can promise you, you're going to want to be there for it. Um. Ch -ch 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 changes. <laughs> so we're not, yeah, we're not reviewing anything also next week, except I, I, I think we're actually putting off. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I hadn't planned on it. I figured we'd still cover the next two episodes. like normal. Okay. All right. Then, okay. Then we're still going to do Lovecraft Country and the boys. So watch that and join us next week for the other discussion that we're going to have. It's going to be a fantastic. Um, that's all I can think of. I think that's it. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Hang in there, and we'll see you next time. Peace, love, and polypops. Take care, everybody.